Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Molly Lopez. She is the founder and CEO of Sparrow Marketing, an award-winning marketer with over a decade of experience working with household names, and my wife's going to be really jealous of the fact that you've worked with Sandals Resorts, Beaches Resorts, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, along with Lennar Homes, Tampico Beverages, and a whole lot more. Thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? So marketing actually was not my career of choice when I kind of left high school, went to college. It's kind of something that I discovered along the way that I became really good at and never really considered as a viable career option. I kind of had a mindset of, okay, you know, I'm going to become like doctor, lawyer, CPA, something that's, you know, very straightforward, going to be stable, make a lot of money. And then um, once I kind of uh, discovered marketing and did a couple internships in college and realized this could actually be a really successful career uh, and something that I would like a lot more probably than you know reviewing contracts or sitting in court all day. Why not? Let's do it. So pretty much since the time, I mean, I was 21, I've been doing digital marketing. I actually ran Facebook ads the very first year that they ever rolled them out on the platform. So, um, you know, despite... Uh, how young hopefully I, I look, I have been at this game for a while and, um, you know, love it more every single day. Awesome. Well, I'm sure the longer version of that story could fill a book somewhere if it hasn't already. When, what inspired you to start Sparrow? Yeah, so it's funny when I I came up basically in the agency world. Um, I've always loved working at agencies. My advice for young marketers is always get your foot in the door first at an agency if you can, because you not only are likely juggling multiple roles, you have multiple clients from different industries. It just gives you so much exposure. It's like, you know, compressing your growth down into this like a pressure cooker and you can accelerate really your knowledge and your skills so much faster that way. Um, the flip side to that is of course, and as you probably know this, being also from the marketing space, working at a marketing agency can be extremely stressful. The hours are long, the clients are demanding, the competition can be cutthroat. Um, you know, it's funny, I watched the show Mad Men uh, with, you know, John Hamm uh, a couple years ago with my husband and he was like, is this really what the marketing industry was like? And 
like, you know, not a lot, unfortunately, has changed <laughs> um, since the 70s. A lot of those same themes are still there. You still have people sleeping at the office and um, doing all that crazy stuff. So I actually used to get asked by clients, friends, peers, um, you know, kind of when I, when I was a director back at my old agency, hey, have you ever thought about going out on your own and starting your own agency? And my answer was always, hell no, you know, working at an agency is difficult enough, like, let alone running my own, I can just imagine the nightmare that that would be. Um, but what kind of ended up happening is I, I hit a wall in the space that I was at, and, you know, was kind of looking for that next challenge, I didn't really want to go in house. And um, I wanted equity in the company that I was at. And when that option wasn't on the table, I kind of had to have a come to Jesus moment with myself. Um, I've always been the type of person who puts in 110%, you know, at any job I've ever had. Um, and I kind of just came to the realization, you know, if I'm going to work my ass off in this industry, if I'm going to put in these 60 hour weeks, I'm going to do this craziness. I may as well do it for myself. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I kind of just had a, a light bulb moment that, you know, I, I just considered the possibility of actually, maybe I could do this, you know, even if I just had one client, like I could support myself. Um, and, you know, as soon as I left, one client quickly became two, three, five, ten, and I hired a team and still doing it. And the rest is history. Well, congratulations on that. Who is an ideal client for you now? Yeah. So we right now are really focused on growth segment um, of consumer brands. So D2C brands, if you're um, e-commerce brands or also um, D2C brands that are uh, not e-commerce, you know, something that you would pick up off the shelf in the drugstore or the grocery store. Um, that's kind of our niche and what we really love working with and helping them, you know, grow sales, uh, expand into new markets, launch new products, anything along those lines. You've worked with some incredibly iconic household brand, household name brands over the years. How do you get your in the way in the door at a company like that? Yeah. So like any industry, I think the most powerful sales tool that you have is your reputation. So 90% of our business, even to this day, comes through referrals. Um, and you know, it's it's funny in, in all my years at prior agencies and jobs. I never thought about it as in, oh, I'm, I'm putting in the work or I'm, I'm doing such a good job or I'm, I'm delivering excellence because I'm trying to build some sort of reputation for myself or set myself up to go out on my own. Like that had never even been a thought. Um, but as soon as I left, it's like my phone was ringing off of the hook and I kind of realized like, oh, you know, I was busy, you know, putting my head down and doing the work you know, which I thought at the time was pretty inconsequential. It's just by nature who I am and that person that's going to go above and beyond. But people really take notice of that. And that's less common in the marketplace, I think, than you think. And so um, just having that reputation, having someone, you know, in, in a conversation that you're not even a part of, bring up your name when someone asks, you know, hey, I need a good social media agency or I need a good e-commerce agency um, has just been so awesome. And so that's something that's like really important to me and my team, you know, as we continue to work, um, you know, I always tell clients that are coming on board, like, like, look, like, you know, if there's at any point, something that you're not happy with, like, we're going to work to make it right. Like we're going to work until you get the results and the success that you want, not only, you know, because that's just who we are and we care, but also like, that's what our business is, is built on. And, you know, our reputation is really the most valuable thing that we have. So, um, 
yeah, just through my prior agency, I had built relationships with some CMOs and marketing directors at those big companies. And um, especially here in the South Florida market, it's a pretty small world. Most of the who's who in marketing knows each other. And I've just kind of been able to build off of that. That makes a lot of sense. What are some of the biggest mistakes that those companies are making that they're hiring you to help them fix? So many. I would say the number one mistake that we are addressing right now is the lack of the implementation of a solid CRM system and strategy. Even you would be amazed at the enterprise level, a lot of these companies are either you know, working off of outdated systems or they have, you know, several things jerry-rigged together, like a combination of HubSpot and CallRail and Salesforce. And um, especially given the rise in the prominence and necessity for automation marketing, right? All those little touch points with the consumer, you know, you leave something in your cart at checkout an hour later, you get a text message about it saying, you know, hey, complete your purchase or, you know, something that you looked at but was out of stock in your size goes on sale and then it comes back. There's so many little micro behaviors, right, that we need to be able to track and we can track now with the right technology in order to deliver the best message, you know, at the right time to the right person, which is just, you know, foundational marketing. Um, but doing that and doing that at scale can get really tricky. So if a client doesn't have the right technology in place and the right you know, team in place managing that technology as well, that's a huge hurdle because they want to be you know, up there with their competition, sending out these text messages, delivering email you know, at scale and um, you know, on the cutting edge. But if you don't have the systems in place, it's really hard to start doing that, um, especially if you're dealing with you know, a customer database of tens of thousands of, of consumers. So um, that's something that we're helping clients solve and work through right now. And um, I would say something really important that, you know, companies should consider. And um, we, we work with small companies as well, startups. And that is one of the first things that we tell them and um, is, you know, invest in the right CRM from the get-go. And it's going to save you so many headaches down the road. A hundred percent accurate in that department for sure. What is it? So, if you're working with, let's talk about, let's separate them out, the startup versus well-established, very successful. So you're telling me that a company, let's say like Beaches Resort has holes in their marketing stack and their marketing funnel, but they're big enough. Why not, forgive me for playing devil's advocate for a moment, why wouldn't they have, their, their in-house department can't fix that? Is that the case? And if so, how come they can't fix that and they need somebody outside? Because that gives hope to a whole lot of marketers, right? Yeah, so one thing is that a lot of these companies do have like an an internal IT department that usually would work in collaboration with a marketing department in order to manage their CRM. Um, a lot of these legacy companies are either on Salesforce or a lot of them even have like their own custom CRMs. The thing is, is that the technology that's out in the marketplace for automation has accelerated at a rate that is way beyond what any, you know, two, three, even 20 person IT team can keep up with. Um, you know, when you have an out of the box solution like Clavio, for example, which is kind of what we recommend to most of our e-commerce clients, depending on their scale. Um, there's features that are built into that tool, you know, that's being worked on every single day by a world-class team of engineers that, you know, even a large corporation like Sandals and Beaches is not going to be able to develop or compete with 
with their internal IT resources. So then it kind of becomes a matter of like, okay, well, you know, do we switch systems altogether into the latest and greatest, or, you know, do we continue to try to evolve the custom technology that we have? Um, so it's a great time to be in IT and it's a great time to be in uh, marketing technology because that is, I think, uh, over the next couple of years, a question that a lot of companies are, are trying to solve. You've got probably shoeboxes filled with testimonials and case studies. Can you share an example of um, a company that hired you, what they were, what the issue they had was that they wanted you to solve, and then kind of that magical transformation you were able to engineer for them? Yeah, absolutely. So we recently started working with uh, back in, I guess, just Q4 of last year, an e-commerce company that um, is specializes in selling K-beauty products, so Korean beauty products. And they were running Facebook ads with kind of one of these agencies that's like a set it and forget it agency. Like they just take posts from your social media feed and they turn them into ads. There wasn't any real kind of strategy there. And they also knew that they needed to be in Google Shopping. Um, and a specific challenge that this client had that is um, makes e-commerce success and digital ads for e-commerce even more difficult is they were a reseller. So the margins on their products were very thin. So think of them kind of like a Sephora, but in the K-beauty space. So they're not selling, you know, their own brands of products that they might have a 60 or 70, you know, percent margin on. They're reselling products that they have a 20 or 30 percent margin on. So that just means that as a, you know, a PPC marketer, your everything has to micro shrink down in order to get that ad spend even profitable, right? Like you have so much less wiggle room with which to acquire new customers. Um, so we kind of put together a strategy for them based on their product catalog. We identified holes in the marketplace, basically where were either the companies that they carried not running ads or where were their competitors um, not running ads, or if they were, where did our client have a better deal on price or on shipping? Like, where could we be competitive? And so we strategically leveraged those specific products that had an advantage somewhere within a hole in the marketplace and used those as kind of our like hook products for our e-commerce ads campaign. And then we would, you know, acquire new customers with those products. And then, um, you know, it will increase the longevity of, of their customer and, and bring in more sales over time. So I think that we went from them having maybe like a one to 1 1.5 X ROAS to now we're on across Google, Facebook, and TikTok, which are the three primary ad platforms we're using for this client. We're seeing ROAS on their ad spend of up to five X and six X, which for a reseller company is really incredible and really awesome. Um, and yeah, and TikTok, I could talk all day about TikTok too. There's so much opportunity um, for companies on TikTok right now, especially with TikTok ads. Absolutely. And that is a phenomenal example for, uh, you've achieved so much success for your own agency and more importantly for your clients. What's your biggest challenge now? Oh my gosh, so many. Um, I, I know that you understand this and probably a lot of the people listening to this, you know, as and even gearing up for this podcast, I was looking at my to-do list and just feeling like, oh my God, <laughs> how, how am I going to, you know, get through this week? Um, one of my biggest challenges right now as a founder is replicating myself um, into my team members and really, you know, not necessarily making clones of me. Um, I, I feel I've done a good job of hiring a team that has diverse strengths, some of which I don't have, some of which I do have. 
Um, but a lot of, you know, our strategy, our success um, has been built around kind of the way that I do things and the things that I've learned and the legacy knowledge that I bring, obviously, to the agency. And as we've grown, you know, obviously, I can't be in the weeds with every single client anymore. And I want to equip my team to be just as good or better, you know, at me at problem solving and strategy and um, all of the things that, you know, kind of make our company special. So I've really been trying to focus more on developing SOPs and, you know, kind of getting everything that's in my head and in my blood and in my experience into, you know, training videos, documentation, things that are going to equip my team to be able to run with things so that, you know, the business can operate more and more, you know, not without me, but, you know, at a larger scale with me. That makes 100%. We have been through those growing pains ourselves. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? I really think that at the end of the day, it's, you know, solving problems for people. It's really great to, you know, I never go into a sales call feeling like I have to sell someone. It's always like this person clearly reached out because they're having trouble with marketing. And I know that our team has the tools to help them and that with the right strategy and direction, budget, you know, assets, like, unless the business model is just, you know, kapooey, <laughs> um, we're going to be able to help them. We're going to be able to help that person get the success that they're looking for using, you know, all the amazing digital marketing tools that are available um, and out there. And I think that at the end of the day gets me really excited. You know, I care about my clients' businesses. I want to see them win. I want to see them grow. Um, you know, it's like the best case scenario when a client calls and is like, hey, can you like turn off the ads? Like we, we have too many leads. Like we're getting too much. <laughs> you know, this is the, our, our site just crashed. Like we can't handle it. Like that's the, the best, most happiest, you know, day that I can have as a marketer is just seeing, um, you know, everything that we're putting in place pay off in results that really impact, you know, that person's business and their employees and, and their life. So that's, I think the most motivational thing to me. I love it. We know your time's incredibly valuable. We appreciate you spending some of it with us. For our folks who are watching or listening, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you? Yeah, thank you so much, Seth. This was a great. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. And my handle is Molly Catherine with a K Lopez. All right. This has been Seth Green with Molly Lopez from Sparrow Marketing. Molly, thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a great day. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free Perfect Pitch Cheat Sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.